0: Hey, everybody. It's Sam Bennett. Thank you so much for joining me for the True Freedom Symposium, the when, what, why, and how to quit your day job, and what's really on the other side. Today's interview is with Jennifer Lee, who could not be a better example of exactly what we're talking about. Jennifer is the founder of Artisan Coaching and the author of Building Your Business the Right Brain Way and the bestseller, The Right Brain Business Plan, which has helped tens of thousands of entrepreneurs around the world launch their creative businesses. Before pursuing her own passions full-time, Jennifer consulted for 10 years to Fortune 500 companies such as Gap.com, Accenture, and HP, helping leaders and organizations manage change. And as a director of executive development for Gap, Inc., that sounds like such a big job, she led onboarding and coaching programs for those at the level of vice president and above. She grew her coaching business in her spare time. And in 2006, Jennifer made the courageous leap from corporate America to living the life of her dreams. You'll hear her tell that story in the interview. She's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, US News and World Report, Entrepreneur, Whole Living, Family Circle. Uh, She's been in a bunch of books, lots of radio shows. um, And she's also partnered with Levenger to develop the Right Brain Business Plan Circa Notebook, which if you're a reading nerd like me, Levenger is like, dream shopping. She holds a BA in communication studies from UCLA and a master's in communication management from USC. The things that light her up include getting lost in a good book, me too, indulging in a midday nap, me too, painting up a storm, I'm getting there, and hiking in the woods, me too. She lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her creative, rather left-brained husband and their sweet husky lab mix. Uh, For creative inspiration and more information on Jennifer's programs and products, visit rightbrainbusinessplan.com. Here's Jennifer. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jennifer
1: Lee. Hi. I'm
0: so glad you're here. Thank you so much for making time for all of us. And I'm especially excited to have you here because you really speak both sides of the equation here. You had a career in corporate. You've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years, which is just like, it's like a Hollywood marriage. It's like 30 years in in real time. (laughs) Right. But the question I've been starting with everybody is like, how'd you do it? How'd you get from where you were to where you are? Mm. What, was the, what was the journey?
1: What was the that was the journey? Yeah. It has been a journey, that's for sure. Well, I spent um, a decade in corporate, uh, you know, like growing up, I did the good, good girl thing, went to college, got my master's and then tried to find a good job. Um, so my most recent corporate job was in at GAP headquarters and I was a director of executive development, which sounds great. Sounds I mean, that's so kind of, Yeah, it's like what I was working toward. Um, I had jobs doing like web design, web development, and then I moved into change management and organizational development after I got my master's degree. So I moved up from LA to the Bay Area to work for Accenture.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, that was kind of when I did my management consulting foray. Um, and in 2003, so I was still at Gap, um, I started to do my coach training. I had my own personal coach, I think, in 2000. And I was like, this is really awesome. Like, they really helped me to get clear about uh, my values and really making decisions based on values and living, you know, a more fulfilling life. And I'm like, mm. this is really cool work. I might want to do that someday. And it took me about yeah, three years before I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm going to do the training. And so I did my coach training in 2003, um, then started getting clients on the side. You know, I'd rush home from the bus stop (laughs) and go and take my client calls. Um, or I would like go in early and book a conference room and do client calls. Um, but I didn't get the courage to finally leave until 2006. So I kind of did that on the side for a few years. Um, and it was really more like the Straw that broke the camel's back of like I can't stand being in this job anymore. <laughs> you know that really gave me the like okay I'm ready to leave because it's scary.
0: That's it sure. is scary, and this is an important thing to notice. And it's, when you work in personal development, you see this a lot. Where uh, we have in the coaching world, and I never did get a coaching certification. I just borrow from all the smart coaches that I yes. know. <laughs> but um, but a lot of the smart coaches that I know call them tolerations. Like what yes. are you tolerating? Like it's not miserable, it's not horrible, you're not dying from it, but you don't love it. And sort of every day it's getting increasingly heavier, more difficult, less okay with you. Right. Um, And one of the ways to enact change is to dial up those tolerations because if you wait until it really is, you know, the physical pain is too bad, the emotional pain is too bad, the psychic pain is too bad, whatever, then you do start doing slightly irrational things, like just <laughs> quitting. <laughs>
1: like. Yeah, well, I worked my way up to quitting, but uh, like one of the really um, kind of seminal moments was I you know, was doing the coaching on the side. I actually was leading a leadership retreat with one of my really good friends from a leadership program that I went through and she had developed her own uh, kind of retreat series. And so I was flying out to the Chicago area, um, leading like these weekend retreats. And that first retreat was just so transformational for the participants. Like they just, you know, came in as like one person and left a completely different person. And that was just the first of like three retreats. And I was like, this is like work that doesn't feel like work. Like I really feel like I'm using my gifts and making an impact. And like, you know, I was like on this high and then come back to work. I'm like, you know, in the little kitchenette making my tea and going, what am I doing here? Like the soul is just being sucked out of me. So it was like this visceral moment of like, oh, I could be doing other work. That's really more fulfilling. Even though, like I said, on paper, I felt really good about where I ended up, you know? Um, But actually, yeah, it's like the higher visibility I got into leadership within corporations. I'm like, oh, I actually, this isn't jiving with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is absolutely addictive that that light in people's eyes. Yes. That sound they make when they've just figured out something about themselves or about their lives or about their projects or about their business. And they go, oh, and you just see it open up. You just see the whole Vista. They just go, oh, and like, oh, that's not that hard. And you're like, right, (laughs) you can do it. It's not that hard, go.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And then
0: they come back and they call you and they're like, well, I tripled my income. (laughs) Well, I booked that speaking gig. Well, my book is getting published. Well," you're like, It's such—it's so cool to be part of people's expansion like that. It's, it's kind of addictive. Yeah. Um, good. So, what do you and now and now you help people grow their creative businesses? Yes. Um, right. So people who like like a lot of my people—they sort of self define as creative. They self define as artists, and they're like, "Gee, it'd be super great if I could make some money at this."
1: Right. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I know. When I started my business and started learning about, and I was like, "Jesus, I better learn about business." Like super quick, because I didn't have a background in corporate or anything. Um, So I went on this intense self-study program. And at first it was super confusing, like all this click-through rate and conversion strategies and customer journey and lifetime customer value. And I'm like, what are they saying? It's like learning Swedish. But then once I started to figure out the vocabulary, I was like, this is not, A, this is not that hard. Mm. And second of all, why does no one teach this to artists? Because... Mm. It's so, so much of it is so native to what artists do all day. Hmm. Just about being authentic, being of service, showing up, telling the truth. Yeah. The only part that gets really sticky for them is charging for it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what do you, so, so tell me about that. How, how is that for you helping, helping creatives and other nonconformists? conformists
1: <laughs> <laughs> Heart-centered people. Yeah. Heart-centered kind people of the people the fringe. Um, it's really rewarding. You know, it's, uh, Basically, you know, I relate to kind of what you're saying of when you kind of take the leap and then it's like, okay, I better figure this out. And for me, it was like going to the library, getting all these books on business plans because I thought that's what you're supposed to do is have a business plan. And um, that just did not work for me. And so I created my own version of a business plan. I'll show you my original one. So this was, I think back in 2007, I did a collage. (laughs) This is my right brain business plan.
0: And then that's your first book, right? was right brain business. Yes. Yeah. I um, love that book.
1: Yeah. And actually this, uh, this is a fun thing. So I love visuals, but on my right, my first right brain business plan, I had this little, I put a book in here. Like I want to write a book. So I Mm -hmm. did this little mini book in here and that book is on the cover of my actual book. (gasps) Look at that. Modified, but (laughs) So yes, the power of visualization. So uh, when I shared this process of this right brain business plan, you know, people who followed me, who are creative, like, that's your business plan. Like that's, I want to do one like that. Like that makes sense to me and that inspires me. And so uh, that's really where this whole idea came about for the book and helping creatives tap into their creativity, their visual thinking processes, their emotions, their intuition, um, and have that be a place to lead from mm-hmm. when they're working in their business you I know mean, obviously they need to like have left and right work together so you've got the emotions and you've got the logic and the analytics but we're so um, ingrained especially you know for me coming from corporate and I'm sure a lot of the folks uh, watching um, that's kind of an, how we're um, ingrained or like you need to be really analytical and all this which is important but if you're just kind of a solopreneur you're creative you don't have to have like some, big binder like I used to when I worked in the finance team and we had to do the plans. It's like this three inch binders, like really full of PowerPoints and Excel spreadsheets. Like we don't need that. We just need to know what is our vision? Who do we want to serve? How much do we want to charge for it? How much do we want to make? Like really basic questions, uh, but to do it in a way that we want to engage with the information and really bring it to life. And that's what this process does for people.
0: So I would absolutely urge people to go get the book because it's so it's so cool, and I especially like it because it's kind of a step beyond vision boards like right. I love a good vision board. I love gluing things on other things that's <laughs> that's a solid day's entertainment for me it's gluing things on other things but this this but they always feel a little like, okay, I did that, whatever, and I'm not super visual so oh, okay. um so for me it's you know it's like it's cool, but it doesn't change my life in the way that it does for some people. Some people yeah. make a vision board and they're like uh, everything's different now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, t- so talk a little bit more about that about 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 that creation process because i think even for people who maybe aren't even interested in starting their own right. businesses but that some kind of visioning process like that could be super helpful in just yeah. creating a richer life
1: exactly yeah it just really helps you kind of um tap into maybe the things that you haven't quite articulated yet that have a feeling about just an instinct or Um, inkling. And so this particular process, there's a guided visualization that kind of helps you think through what do you want from your life and your, if you are going to do a business, your business and how you want to impact people. And then doing the collage really is the anchor point so that you have something to ground you. Um, But the rest of the process is really like looking at all the different pieces that go into a business plan, like your marketing plan, your financial plan, your action plan, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, fleshing that out, but doing it in a really, you know, creative way. And for some people, um, they're more visuals. They like to do um, like colored markers, drawings, mind maps, all that sort of stuff. Um, I've had people like do um, like interpretive dance, <laughs> you know, like it could be whatever mode. Or that write
0: it out is. as a fairy tale. we have done that right. too. It, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Like do a story, write a narrative. Some people write letters, uh, creative letters. Um, and then, you know, an example like behind me, this is how I do some of my high level planning is a real visual approach using sticky notes on a big wall calendar. Um, You know, for people who like to be in their bodies and to get up and move around, that's a great way to engage and kind of see how is this going to work big picture. So it's kind of like finding what are the modes that work for you that are kind of natural um, and coming from there to do the planning. And then Bringing in the left brain stuff, like for the finances, I have an exercise called the Moolah Map. It also includes post it notes, but it helps you kind of just brain dump. Here's all the Moolah coming in, the Moolah going out. And uh, it just gives people a little bit more confidence if they do shy away from like spreadsheets or that kind of stuff, freaks them out. It's just a nice, gentle entry point. It's not the be all end all, right? Because you can't necessarily run your business from post it notes, um, but it helps get you in the door so then you can start feeling more comfortable and then, you know, move into something like a spreadsheet.
0: So good. So I once saw um, a documentary on Bill T. Jones, the choreographer, who mm. was so amazing. And he had, I thought this would be, we should do this in a workshop sometime. Cause he had people draw a map of their lives, right? Uh-huh. So yeah, they, life map. Kind right, of. so they take a piece of paper and they're like, okay, I started out living, you know, I was born in Washington, moved to Florida, and then we lived for a long time. Right, so they're drawing this whole map and then, he had them get up and dance it. Oh my God, that's so awesome. I and then, oh, and then I, I was in college, and I was in such a spin, and then I ran <laughs> to Southern California, and woo! And like, oh, like, so for people who are super kinesthetic, I was like... Yes, I love so that. So that's cool. funny. I
1: do have a life map here in my book, but I love the idea of um, right. then doing an interpretive dance about that. I might I might try that. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and everybody can do it. They start and then they just sort of run around the room. Right.
1: The and then I tell effect. people to actually videotape it because then you can reference back to it, you know. So cool.
0: Yeah. And this underlines something else that I think is so important. You know, everybody wants to do things right. You know, we're raised to do things right. Like you said, you did the good girl thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you get good grades, you you know get approved of, you do the things that everybody says you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to sort of not know, notice any echoing hollowness. <laughs> <underneath>. Just ignore <laughs> it. Denial. <laughs> it's just, it's just cries of your soul like, mm, this really isn't anything in it for me. Right. Like, and this idea that there's so much about business that you really can do any fucking way you want. Mm-hmm. Like if it works for you to dance out your business plan,
1: then do that. Absolutely. And if it doesn't work for you, then don't. Then don't. Yeah. You get to define your own rules when you are the boss, which is really exciting. It it can also be scary as well, but that's kind of the dance. But
0: I'm amazed at how many people start their own business and then they're immediately, you know, like Michael Gerber says, you're self employed, you're working for a crazy person. (laughs) Like they treat themselves so much worse than any boss ever. Any boss. Absolutely. Yeah. Create just a horrible situation for themselves. It's like, wait, but you're in charge.
1: I know. I know. So like when I first quit, Um, there's certainly the time period of just detox, (laughs) like, oh, I say more about that. Um, yeah, just, oh my gosh, like, I kind of don't know what to do with myself because I'm used to having this schedule and then just, um, trying to find my way and like finding myself. So probably the, so I quit in like June, 2006. And that first six months was really just trying to figure things out. And I didn't put too much pressure on myself then. Um but yeah, like how do I even structure my days? Like, I'm not sure. But then also really excited, like, oh, I get to like go have lunch with a friend or go for a walk. And so uh, part of that is just finding out your, your rhythm.
0: Yeah, no, I really, I really want to sort of put a frame around this and normalize it for people because I've seen it over and over and over again. I think there's a fantasy when you have a full-time job that like, oh, the minute I get this time, <laughs> the minute I'm free, like, boom, I'm just gonna go crazy. You know, everything's gonna yeah. get done. My house is gonna be so organized and I'm gonna have so much time. And it's gonna be so great. And I've seen it just over and over again. Six months is pretty fast. Like I've seen people take at least six months and often as much as a year or two years to kind of normalize and get their head in the game and yeah. sort of figure out what do I even want and what am I doing where does the day go and why yes is that back room still such a mess <laughs>
1: exactly I
0: know <laughs> it's a, just a whole different it's a you're on a whole different planet and you need time to to you know
1: yeah acclimate is
0: acclimate that's the word I was looking for yeah there. I
1: think he had said that um yeah because there's all this anticipation, and expectation, like, oh, I'm going to have all the time in the world to do all these things. And then I remember being overwhelmed by all the projects that I wanted to do, but then also try and figure out the business. And then how am I, I don't know what I'm doing. So there's a lot of spinning. Let's just, yes. <laughs> let's just be frank. There's a lot of spinning that happens. And I think giving yourself permission, having a little space for that, I think is important because yeah, you it's a big time of transition and identity shifts as well. And then you've got, you know, potentially your family and friends going, what the hell are you doing? Right. Like, are you crazy? Yes. <laughs> you left this paycheck, you left this, you know, big title or whatever. And you can't even explain to me what this business is or like, how are, how are you making money? And so, yeah, it can mess with your head a lot. So. Do you have any
0: strategies for that? Do you have anything to help people, what, what to say to people?
1: Um, Well, I think that surrounding yourself with people who do get it is really important because all the people who are naysaying or questioning, we all know it's really their stuff, not yours, right? And so the more you can bolster yourself with people who get it and who understand the challenges and um, how vulnerable it is to put yourself out there, I think that makes a big difference. So for me, when I um, made my transition out of corporate... I had already started going to like networking events for entrepreneurs. So I was kind of like doing that in the evenings. And that really opened my eyes to like, wow, there's all these people that I had no idea. Because in corporate, I would go to networking events for other consultants or HR people or change management or whatever. And they were all, I was networking with other corporate people. And then when I'd go to these entrepreneur things, I'm like, wow, these are all people who have their own businesses. Like the same kind of thing, same kind of structures to go meet people, but these are now that's where I'm gravitating toward and these are my people. And so I joined a, like a business incubator that had like a four week program and I timed it so that I would have two weeks while I was still in my corporate job. And then the two weeks after, you mm-hmm. know, like smack in the middle. So it was great to then have a place to go and have it be with people also going through something similar. So that's what I recommend is really finding like-minded people, you know, perhaps maybe in this summit, if you're connecting with people, um that will understand your journey so that you have people who have your back or to help you um you know not think you're going crazy cuz other people will probably tell you you're crazy
0: of course <laughs> and, and people who inspire you you know people yes. that you want to look up to that you're like ooh i want to learn more from that person and i love what that person's up to and who right. knew you could have a job teaching turtles to fly like that's amazing i want to know more <laughs> right. about that person yes. right um Yes, that's that's such good advice. The other thing I will say that I've done with, because people, especially your family and friends, like they love you, they want to keep you safe, they want to protect you. And some people learn to do that by being discouraging. Like they, right. they do that by saying things that seem um, hurtful. And it's amazing how quickly, especially if they're saying something that your subconscious kind of agrees with, like how much it'll completely stop you in your tracks. Yep. One person, you know, Aunt Nana says one tiny thing and like, it's all game over. Yeah. Right. Um. So, I always tell my people: first of all, make a list of the people with whom you will not discuss. This. Exactly.
1: Yes. Have boundaries. For at sure. least not
0: now. At least yes. not today. And if they ask, you say, "Oh, it's going great. Tell me about
1: you." Exactly. Yes.
0: Redirect. <laughs> you resist that. Just ask them about themselves. How's your gardening going? How's little Jimmy doing? Just turn it around. Just yes. Deflect. <laughs> Good. Um. Excellent. So now what, uh, what else, what else, what, what, what big mistakes do you see people make? What, 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 what other, what other like things can we sort of say, oh, by the way, beware quicksand here? Yeah.
1: Well, one, this isn't like a quicksand thing, but I think one thing I think is encouraging for people who are still in corporate jobs, but are thinking, maybe I want to try something else. I'm not sure. What's great is you probably are in a really awesome position because you have income coming in to go out and dabble, Mm. go out and take your trainings, you know, like, so I funded my uh, coach training while I was still in my corporate job. And so it was like, really no skin off my back, you know, it's really the time and commitment. But in terms of financially, I was in these programs, I'd go to these weekend workshops and People were like really stressed out about spending thousands and thousands of dollars on this training. And so I felt less pressure in that regard and it gave me just more latitude. Um, so that's something I'd highly encourage you to do. And then, you know, sometimes I even took vacation time to go take care of those things. And so I have that kind of luxury to do that. Um, and I even got my company to pay for some of the trainings. Okay. <laughs> so um, I really... St- encourage you to look for those kinds of opportunities um, so that you can really uh, make the most of the situation that you're in now, um, but then kind of start creating a path for maybe something different. And what's nice about dabbling while you're in corporate and you have the paycheck is you don't have to figure it all out. Like there's not this dire situation, like, oh my God, I'm like investing thousands of dollars and like in this one thing, all your eggs in one basket, you know, go take that cooking class, go on that, you know, travel safari you know just try all these things that you've been wanting to do um, and that will maybe help you get clearer about where you feel the energy and where you're more passionate about and then you can maybe go down that path in more detail
0: i love that the other thing and this hasn't come up in any other conversation i've had is um i'm also a big fan of like sort of date before you get married like try stuff out yeah and just like try stuff in beta you know, try like a, just a limited time project to see if anybody will pay anything around this idea and to see how you like it. Like I always knew I was interested in helping other creatives get their creative work out into the world. And one of the ideas I had about that was like, oh, maybe I could have one of those, um, like cooperative, like those antique malls, like where everybody sort of has a little stall, you know, like a Mm -hmm. big creativity place and we could have a big workshop and people could sell their stuff. And that that seems cool. Um, so I did a fundraiser for my theater company and I just, we had this big parking lot in this great street and and I just got as many people as I could and I rented them a table and it was a fundraiser for the theater. So everybody donated a certain percentage back and, right. um, and it was great, it was really fun. I think people did, most people selling their stuff did really well, it was a fun experiment. And by the time we were done with it, I was like, and never again. Right. <laughs> exactly that was great and that is not my bag that is not how I want to serve yes creatives
1: absolutely yeah I mean so part of my business like I had this other arm that was like arts and crafts and I was doing like um, handmade books and um, commissions and I did shows you know schlep all my stuff uh, have suitcases of all these like books and boxes that I made and go to these either networking events or these um, conferences and shows. I hated it. I hated schlepping the stuff around. I hated being at the table, having to do small talk and all of that. And then I really couldn't stand when I'd get these commissions. And I'm like, really? You want to put purple and orange flowers together? Like, I would never do that. But okay, you know. So yeah, you test things out. And you know if you like it or not. And you can let it go. Yes. And the beautiful
0: thing about having an online business is on the internet, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> like you can put up a sales page, nobody signs up, take it down, move on to the next thing. No yeah. one will remember that you did it. I guarantee yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes things hit really big and that's super cool.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see, you had asked other kind of things to watch out for. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that I oftentimes see, and I know I can fall victim to this too, is because we're creatives or the people I work with, you know, are creative and we have these like big visions or want to do all these exciting things. um, It's, I have this guiding principle in my second book. It's like, know where you're headed, but don't get ahead of yourself. Because, you know, we talk about like, Oh, you see people who are really inspiring. Like, Oh, I want to do what Sam's doing. She's got two books. She has this business. It's like, that's not where you started. You know, it's like, you don't see it. That's just the tip of the iceberg that you see in the public. But, we don't know all the other stuff that has gone through. Uh, they've gone through it, to get to where they are. So it's like the compare and despair happens. Um, but it's kind of like what to what you're saying, too, about these beta, these small tests, it's really those small steps that are going to get you to where you want to go. But all too often, people um, get so enamored with and seduced by this big vision and all the cool things they want to be the Best-selling, you know, speaker internationally sought after consultant or whatever. Uh, and before it used to be like, get on Oprah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, all right. of that. Um, and just remember where you're starting from and take yeah. those small steps. I and mean, you've got the book, start where, right where you are. Start right? where you are. <laughs> you can't jump ahead to like the 10 year vision, but that's oftentimes what people are like holding themselves to, which is completely unrealistic.
0: And, and, and fruitless. I just yeah. had a conversation with a private client the other day who was like, that she was like, because she was, I mean, the creatives love to hang out in the vision. Mm-hmm. Like we'll just stay mm-hmm. up there and dream world forever. And, you know, so because of that, she was trying to solve problems. She didn't have yet. Right. Right. Exactly. She's like, well, I don't know. I mean, should I blog or should I have a YouTube channel or should I, is it better to have it my Instagram or should I have a private Facebook oh, page God. and a public about? And I'm like, stop. Oh, you don't even know what you're doing yet. Yeah. Like you don't even know what you would blog about. Like yes. don't don't solve that problem till it's a problem. Yes. Like I was like of these things, which seems most interesting. She was like, I don't know, maybe video. I'm like, awesome. Great. Grab your cell phone, make a two minute video, put it on your own personal Facebook page, and just see how you feel about it and if anybody cares. Yes. Like well, what if what if I'm like no no. <laughs> that's it. That's right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you learn, and that's it. You learn by the doing of it. Yes. You know, you grow, you know, oh, I don't know if I have the confidence to do it. Well, I don't know
1: either. Right. (laughs) Do it. And And you might not the first few times, but then you build a muscle. Right. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I think the other thing, too, I think people get in that spin because they start to go into research mode and like, I have to learn everything before I do it. And then they listen to all these different experts when really the most important thing is to be clear about like what what resonates with you, what feels natural. And use that as your strength and go from there because there's all different ways to approach, um, you know, running your business or doing marketing, but people get too caught up in the, I need to do it this way. That expert said these 10 steps and I'm not doing them right. So I'm stuck. And then they get analysis paralysis. So please don't, don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, getting ready to get ready, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need, if I'm going to do it, I need a website, which means I need a picture, which means I need to lose 10 pounds, which right. means I, I need to find the coupon for the gym that I can't find, so I'm going to go play Candy Crush. <laughs> like,
1: exactly. No, no, no stop, <laughs> yeah.
0: stop, right? Another thing I see a lot with, with new entrepreneurs is um, I say sales, they say content. I say sales, they say content. I say sales, they say content. By which I mean, I'm like, let's get some money in the door. And right. they're like, but my blog, <laughs> but oh my the images God. on the website aren't right. I but know. I want to play with, I was thinking about doing a free this. I want to do free, like, I want to make more videos. It's like, focus on the money. Right. So say a little bit about how you talk to people about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <right> that? <laughs> it's like, you're not going to know if an idea actually has legs until somebody actually pays you for it. So. What I say is like, no, go and make an offer, Um, whether that be a small thing, um, just so that part of it is like practicing saying it too. Like I have this and it costs this much money and will you join me? Mm -hmm. And people don't actually say it. (laughs) It's incredible. And they're like, oh, but I put it on my website and no one has bought anything. Well, did you tell anybody about it? You know? Um, I like to use the example of like if behind me there's like a shelf and that is a metaphor for your website and it's like well I have all these boxes there like no one's buying it we have to actually go walk over there bring it to you and say this this is this box I have and open it up and talk to them about it because otherwise they're not going to know so a lot of it is being comfortable finding your voice in making offers and making, yeah, I like to say it's an invitation. They think um, people get tripped up on like sales because they don't want to be the yucky used car salesman. So it's like, well, how can it be an invitation? How can you be of service? And then, you know, it's, it's uh, something that you need to receive something back for as well in the form of money, because that's, what's going to keep your business going and your livelihood. So um. So yeah, like having people practice saying their offer, um, you know, as their coach, practicing with me and then going and practicing with um, friends or, you know, identifying like here, are maybe like five people that I would really love to work with, we'll go tap them on the shoulder and have a conversation with them. Because uh, then people think I need to have my list in order to get my clients. It's actually, can you name five people who you think could actually uh, use this? <laughs> right. Go and talk to them, go and send them an email. Um, it doesn't need to be the big to-do with a list and a launch and all of that. Um, just get some money exchanging hands.
0: Exactly, and one of the best things I learned was state your price, then stop talking.
1: Yeah. So I used to have it on
0: a, over, on a, as a post-it over my phone. State your price, then stop talking. And, oh, there's a leaf blower going, I'm gonna close the window. Hold on, here we go, okay. Um, that, and some people describe that as an uncomfortable silence. Right, mm-hmm. you know, because sure. you've talked to them, you know, what do you, what do you want? What do you think is getting in your way? You know, um, I often ask the question, if I had a magic wand, what would you like to see happen? Right, just get yep. some information. And then, I say, and then if I think I can help them, I say, if I don't think I can help them, I say, you know what? I don't really think I'm a good match for you or I don't really have a program for you. You should talk to my friend Jennifer Lee or you know, I refer <laughs> them out or just, you know, tell them to have a nice life. And it's usually clear to both of us by that point in yeah. the conversation that like, it's just not really a match which is totally fine. Um, But if it does feel like a match, I say, you know what? I think I have something that could help you. Would you like me to tell you about it? And they say, sure. And then Mm -hmm. I say, okay, it's this program. And he gives them a little bit of information about it and some of the results that I've seen people get from it. And then I say, do you have any other questions about the program itself? And they usually go, no. (laughs) Because they're waiting because we still haven't talked about the money and they're waiting. And then I say, uh, I said, well, you're ready to talk about the money? And they go, Okay. And I go, are you sure Are you sitting down? Do you have a glass of water? <laughs> Cause they're scared. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, lighten up. It's not that big a deal. You know? And then I say, however much it is, it's $365 or it's $15,000 or it's 20, whatever it is. And then you wait. Mm-hmm. And some people describe that as an uncomfortable silence, but I don't feel like it's uncomfortable. I feel like it's like watching bread rise. Mm. It's like watching people go, Oh, Wait, it's that kind of investment. Could I do that? What would that be like? Do I have that? I do have that credit card or I do have that 401. Oh, I could, and you gotta let them, let them have that experience. My, um, my head coach Leonor, said she was on the phone with somebody had that exact thing. Here's how much it is. She said she watched two and a half minutes mm. in silence. And she, yeah. she says it started, she looked at the clock cause it was starting to be so long, two and a half minutes. And then finally the person said, you take an American express, right?
1: <laughs> yes i do <laughs> yeah i mean you're actually empowering them to have a decision making process right. where you're not clouding it um, making it gray it's it's cleaner yeah.
0: yeah 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 and it's true nobody gets taught how to do that i certainly right. didn't you know and not only we're we not not taught how to do it we're taught that it's kind of impolite or mm-hmm. you know not what nice people do <laughs> or something you know <laughs> right. Right. Good. Um, good, good. What else? What else do you have? Just because you you were in corporate, you were you were you were walking those halls. What mm. what else? Um, mm. What what else would give people clarity on a decision about what what's next for them?
1: <sighs> what, what else would, know, would give them clarity? Well, stop just thinking about it. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> take action. That's number one. Uh, like I said before, you're actually in a very good position financially to do that. I would assume. Um, the other thing is, you know, look around and there might actually be clients right in the cube next to you, the office down the hall. Um, so several of my clients once I left corporate came from the people I knew, um, that I worked with. In fact, one of my clients I've been working with since I left, (laughs) um, we met through, um, a conference that I was at, like right before I left my job. So you have you know, kind of a captive audience of potential clients. And all the people that you know who have
0: on to other jobs and other gigs. So Absolutely. they may not even be in your company anymore, but now they're yes. DC of whatever over at such and such.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're networking already. Mm-hmm. Um, so practice talking about what you do of course it kind of the same thing holds true of you don't want to tell the aunt that you don't like all the details so you're going to want to pick and choose who you share these dreams with um, but you probably will find you know some kindred spirits who be really like oh wow like you're brave I want to do that too you know and then they might be a client later on which has certainly happened <laughs> you know
0: when people me. admire you when they think you're yeah. brave they often want to learn how you, you do some that. Of that too. Yeah. You some of that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's, you don't have to keep it so separate. Cause I think there was a time when I was in corporate where it's like, well, I can't let anybody know I'm doing this on the side. Like I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, you know, there probably are some things that you need to like manage in terms of that, but especially if you, I think most of my managers, cause I had various roles when I was at gap, Uh, I think most of them knew that I was interested in this other work and um, I think they pretty much supported it. So I was able to, um, you know, like get the time off to go do some of the trainings or get things paid for. Um, But yeah, like you might be able to develop your own support network, small group of people that you work with um, who understand. So I think that can be helpful too, because it is hard kind of living two different lives You don't want people to think that you're uncommitted or can't be
0: relied upon to do the job that you're actually being paid to do. Exactly.
1: But I think there are ways to navigate that and to do it in a healthy way. So if you can find ways to do that, um, I'd encourage that. Uh, Yeah, because otherwise it's just, it's draining to be playing two different roles. Um, Yeah.
0: Anything you found to be particularly delightful about entrepreneurship that maybe you didn't anticipate?
1: Hmm. I mean, lots of things. Um, having, having my own schedule. Once I figured out what my rhythms were, you know, the fact that I could, um, you know, I take Fridays off. I have what I call self-care Fridays and I don't do any meetings. Um, I do creative projects, go get a massage. Sometimes I might do um, some of my own work, but it's because I like, I know about myself that I need to have a big chunk of time to like dive into something. So I really value spaciousness. And so that's something I did not have in my corporate job because you're kind of, um, you know, beholden to your calendar and what appointments have appeared on there, what meetings you need to go to and uh, being your own boss, you have a lot more control over that. And that to me is very delightful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's true.
0: The time freedom is pretty amazing. Time
1: freedom is really amazing. I think the other thing that was really cool to Really start to like go. Oh, I actually have potential to make more money than you know. I had a really good paycheck, a six figure paycheck, blah blah blah. Um, but it's like, oh, I can do the same if not better in my own job, or I can choose. Like now, I'm in the place where I'm like, I'm actually valuing spaciousness and having more free time and having not so many sticky notes on my calendar, and that's of more value at this particular. Didn't
0: day. I just see in one of your emails you're starting a?
1: Meditation. 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 Yes. Yeah. So
0: cool.
1: Yeah. So I'm, it's kind of funny because so I've been in business for myself, yeah, over 10 years. And so it's like things have shifted because when I did move into my business, I did still carry with me a lot of the corporate mentality of like, especially in the very beginning when I would like work my own 80 hour weeks and like pull all nighters and like do all this crazy stuff because I was so driven and ambitious. I have to like keep up with the Joneses, blah, blah, blah um, have to make this much money and, you know, six figures, multiple six years. ah. And now it's like, Oh my God, like that's kind of the same person. I was in corporate. (laughs) You know what I mean? When I was climbing, I, I have to make director. I have to. So it's like noticing that pattern was really interesting. So now it's like, as my business matures, as I am mature as, you know, the CEO of my company, it's like, Oh, I can actually make different decisions and, um what's valuable to me right now may be different and so I can have I can design it how I want it so I've kind of in the past few years been rejigging things um because I'm a different person now than I was when I first started and so that's really cool to be able to be in charge of your own career that you can't necessarily get that in the corporate job because you have to go apply for these positions and like get the promotion, and there's just a lot of hoops. There are other people's hoops that you need to jump through. I mean, obviously I created my own hoops.
0: <laughs> and and then I, I set like, them on fire. And <laughs> I set
1: them on fire and I raised them really high. <laughs> Had to do it blindfolded, you know. Shot out of a cannon. Exactly. <laughs> And then like, oh, I don't have to do that. So it's like even in entrepreneurship, you're always learning and evolving and noticing where your patterns are. And I really feel like it's the biggest personal growth journey. You know, it's amazing. How... <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah. a lot to be said in that. Yeah. So and talk about team. What do you how do you how do you run? Because you you have pretty
1: lean right now I'm really lean. I, um, last year, so I had a mentorship program that I ran for five cycles and it was 10 months. And that with my book, my two books, and I had my video summits, like when things were like really more complicated, um, I had maybe like five coaches working with me that helped to lead my groups so that I didn't, you know, like my community of people who would be in my programs got to be so big where I couldn't. Be as engaged or present for everyone as I used to be able to be, um, just given volume. So, you know, having people help me coach, and then I had a business manager, an assistant, um, and which was great because I wouldn't have been able to deliver the program without all those people. And then I got to the point where I'm like, "Ah, oh, this is feeling too much. Like, I there's a lot of moving parts and." I'm actually wanting more spaciousness and simplicity. So I started kind of dismantle those pieces. Um, So I ended that program in 2016, no, 2007, what, 2017. It was 2016 through 2017. Um, And it was actually great timing because unfortunately my dad passed away in the spring of last year, but it would have actually been the exact time (laughs) I would have to be promoting. So I'm like, I don't know, my future self knew, you know, was looking out for me.
0: Uh, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, but that also just helped me realize like, okay, I can step back and the world's not going to end. The business is not going to fall apart, you know, and like reorganizing how I did things. So with that, then I let uh, go of the business manager and I don't have any more coaches working for me. So now it's really just me and my VA again. And it's great. It's so simple. Um, and I, I have loved not having like, oh, I have to show up at Wednesday at noon to like lead a call. Like I haven't had to do that in like almost a year. And it's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do think you're talking about the, the personal growth journey of entrepreneurship, which amen. And I think one of the benefits is you do get really good at like hearing those little intuitive whispers. Like I, cause I had the same thing mm. Um. Yeah, about a year and a half ago, I had done my, for four or five years in a row, I did my big summer event, my big Mm three-day event, the biggest, and it was, you know, 100 people in the room, and it was great. It was so fun, and so, so great, and super lucrative, although also incredibly expensive.
1: Exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) I forgot to, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, I made six figures, but it cost me almost six figures to produce, right? Yes. You know, um but I loved it. I loved it. I wouldn't have, and I learned so much. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And then, so that would happen in July, and by the end of August, it was like, okay, we got to start planning for next year because it's a full, yes, eleven month thing of the entire team push, push, pushing the whole time to get people to that event. Um, and I just like, it was time to schedule the call with the with the event planners, and I was like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're done. Like partly the last year was so good. Like I couldn't, I didn't, I felt so good about that. There was nothing I wanted to change or do over, you know, I was like, no, no, that feels really good to end it right there. And yeah, no, I felt like I got, I kept saying, I got a tiny postcard from God that said, clear the decks. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. So I did you know, and I took my number one moneymaker off the board. Oh
1: my gosh, yeah.
0: You know, and it did drop my revenue down, but it also dropped my expenses yes. so far down that it actually evened out.
1: Oh my God. we're It little... was
0: more profitable last year than yes. i ever been.
1: We are living parallel lives, Sam. Because <laughs> 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 I think that's part of, uh, so just a cautionary, you know, um, point here for people in corporate or like you're wanting to move out, on your own and you probably do hear like these success stories of like, you know, six figure launch, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, you need to do all these things. But yeah, the, the underlying part of that, that people don't talk about is that it can, the expenses are up the wazoo sometimes, and then you don't actually bring home as much. So uh, it's been interesting to have kind of this new model that I'm playing with because I don't necessarily want to be like on all the time in a certain time I need to be live and put on my makeup, you know.
0: (laughs) Lipstick alone is going to keep me off video for the next six months. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The other great things you can be in your pajamas, but anyway, um, uh, oh, I totally lost my train of thought of where I was going with that.
0: What you have to invest to begin with expenses versus.
1: Yeah. The expense. Oh yeah. So I've been, um, doing like launches of products that, uh, I already had. So like I had all these summit things, I repackaged it, Uh, repackaged it again and did like a flash sale. And while I made, you know, less than I would normally do, like when I'd run a live course, all I had to do is like write a series of maybe like five or six emails. I didn't have to go on live to do some kind of promotional call. I didn't have to run any coaching calls as part of the program. I didn't have to pay any coaches to help me deliver the program. So it's like net is better even though. That
0: is so much better. And this is a big thing too. Is, again, especially because, you know, we're creative. So we're always like into the next thing. Like, and <laughs> I always think I have to build the house from scratch every single yeah. time. Right. Yeah. And to realize like, oh no, wait, there's this backlog of tons of great content that Absolutely. no one is getting to take advantage of. And so why not repackage, re-release, make a bundle, yep. you know, flash sale, whatever it is. I have a a program, I had totally forgotten my bundle into my high-end
1: mm-hmm. program,
0: into my pro program. They got a thing I did a couple of years ago that was like a six month marketing mastermind. And it was just sort of marketing basics for six months. And one of my pro clients put on the face, she's like, I've been listening to marketing masterminds. This stuff is gold. Like, this is amazing. Why don't you teach this anymore? And I was like, what? What's in there? <laughs> marketing <laughs> mastermind? Really, did I do that? Huh? <laughs> Like, yeah, right, let's get you know it's let's not,
1: revive it, it. re put a bow on it and right. people. Some, remind people, remind them it Facebook was on ads. the shelf. <laughs> right, awesome. take it off the shelf, offer it to people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes and and to be able to profit off of work you've already done.
1: Yeah, that's it's so awesome, which is why I was so happy and like I, I was ready to put that product to bed, but I'm like, mm, let's shake the tree one more time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's great because now hundreds more people are getting to benefit from this content that was just sitting there, you know? So that's why also thinking of like, how are you of service? Like if you don't put it out there, how many people are missing out on this awesome, you know, content or resources or whatever you have? Right. that's a shame really it is it's care. selfish
0: it's yeah. selfish and weird stop doing that <laughs> exactly um yeah nothing and and there's also a real benefit to saying the same thing over and over again yes. uh-huh. and offering the same thing over and over again because right. I may have seen that offer six months ago I may have seen it six weeks ago and I wasn't ready I wasn't yes. ready and all of a sudden now I'm like oh where's that thing and yep. it's oh and look oh there she's offering it again oh yeah I want to do that so yeah that's amazing um and you've got this seven-day mini class speaking of um, yes prepackaged yes. materials
1: <laughs> yes it actually takes several of the um, popular resources and practices from my two books so from right brain business plan and building your business the right brain way it also has the visualization I talked about in the beginning to kind of go over your big vision so you can take a listen to that and there are all the colorful illustrated play sheets from my book um, that you get as well so it's jam-packed with lots of juicy information and you'll get seven days worth of uh, my core teachings so you can check that out yeah
0: so cool well thank you so much Jen for taking this time I really appreciate it I always enjoy hanging out with you and getting to spend time with you I know it's it's fun
1: I love chatting with you (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me
0: yeah. Anything else? Any parting words? Anything you want to, any blessings for the people?
1: <laughs> mm. Well, the fact that you guys are watching this and you're, you know, interested in maybe trying something new or getting out there, that's, that's a first step. And that's awesome because you're being connected and hopefully inspired. And I hope the big thing is that you're going to take some action. So if there's anything from this conversation today or from any of the other conversations you've been a part of here in this summit, that you take one concrete action today, you know, because it's really small. Um, But if you keep doing that consistently, all of that over time will get you to this new place you want to be. Great. That's
0: great advice. Thank you so much. Love to you. If you've enjoyed this, but your time is limited and you'd like access to the rest of them, please hop over to therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. That's therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. And there you can opt in, get access to all these recordings and a bunch of fun freebies. We'd love to see you there. In the meantime, remember, the world needs your good work. Thanks, everybody.